Hi, I'm Adam Ethavitable. And I'm Sarah. This is Dating Kinda Sucks, a podcast about dating, sex, and relationships. This week, we'll be talking about groundhogging. What is it, and are you doing it in your dating life? Enjoy the show. Whether you're married or single or poly or ace, or hanging out with swingers back at your place, listen to us as we get no fucks on Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks, trying and trying and having no luck, because we all know dating kind of sucks. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Dating Kind of Sucks. If you're new to DKS, my name is Adam. And I'm a comedian, writer, and misogynist-turned-feminist, joined by my co-host Sarah, who is a millennial, travel junkie, and serial dater now in a committed relationship. We're not professionals, doctors, or experts, just two people sharing our perspectives on the world of dating, sex, and relationships. The first half of every episode is spent catching up on what's happening in our lives, and the second half is reserved for the episode's main topic. So if that's all that brought you here, you can skip through the halfway mark, or you can stick around and enjoy the whole show. Let's get started. Do you know what day it is? I I, I was going to ask you before we hit on, but I I wanted to see if you knew what day it was now that you're settled in Utah and not knowing life. What day of the week it is? You mean like, uh, like or yeah, just I mean, the I know, date I, and day of the week? I, don't I have know. no idea what the date is. I know today's Tuesday though. I do know that only because I need to be somewhere Wednesday morning, and so, and so I just know that that was that's not today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, the days the days of blood. Well, because I've been here, I've been helping my parents. Um, my sister was in town for a week, and but I've been, you know, I go over there and I usually cook dinner. Uh, if 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 my sister wasn't, well, no, but I'll cook dinner. We'll sit down for dinner at like five o'clock, which is way too early. But like for my parents, all that every day blends together. So I have no idea. Well, they have no idea what day it is. It's all just basically, oh, it's a day that we're making dinner. Yeah. Basically retirement life, essentially. So no, I have I have not been paying too much attention to the days except when I know that I'll talk to you because it's a weekday uh, versus the weekends where you tend to be a little bit uh, less uh, less available unless you're bored. I I guess that's fair. That's because I'm either getting fucked or I don't know. I'm doing errands right. or well, I don't so, know. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of which, let, let's get into that. <laughs> so we've fucked. we've been on a little summer break. It's been uh, been about a month since our last live episode or, or new episode. We did throw up some uh, episodes from the vault that people did seem to enjoy. So every now and then, when we take a break, instead of having no episode at all, we'll probably just stick up an older episode that people can enjoy. That um, you know, throw back to a pre-pandemic era where things were uh where life was carefree was Um, it carefree i feel like it was stressful in another way (laughs) oh it was but not in the way that we thought like it would like if if we if we had only known the stress would just go away i'd be like who the fuck cares yeah like the world's ending anyways what does it matter yeah so you have been i think the last time we spoke uh on air you were in i was in guatemala you're still in guatemala right so now you're back in nashville why don't you why don't you Get us up to date on, on what's going on in your life. It was a long six weeks being outside of the country, I have to say. Actually, I think it was five. I told you, by the way. I, yeah. Once again, I was like, you know, that's a little too long. Just come home. You're like, well, the flight's too expensive. I'll just go to Mexico for a week after that, and it'll be fine. But I knew you were going to like miss it. I think I've learned how I need to travel. It's either I do three weeks in one area, or I do two weeks in an area and then move to another area after because when I when I got to Mexico and I was in a new space again it was the same level of excitement of oh I'm new whatever but after three weeks of being in Guatemala and basically exploring all of the country I was like okay I'm kind of ready to go now 
So that's why. And then, of course, going five weeks without seeing Roy is tough. And that's the longest that we've gone without seeing each other. So it was five weeks on my end. And then he went to Maine for a week after. So in total, it was six weeks of us not seeing one another. And yeah, that was at the end. We were just like, I'm done not seeing you. I I need you to be home. I want to be home type of vibe. And we know that this was like something where you were actually like you guys really missed each other because you you sent your first nude. <laughs> I know I did. I was just my hair looked good and I had recently worked out and I was like, you know what? I like I look kind of hot right now. So I took a photo face and all, which I have literally never done. I mean, at the ripe age of 30, it's about fucking time. Right. So. I took that while he was in Maine and then basically... And check out our Patreon for... No, I'm just just kidding. (laughs) Check out my OnlyFans, kidding. (laughs) But yeah, so he got that photo and then after that it was, yeah, I'm ready to be home. I'll see you soon. So So how, how was the reunion? So he kind of gave some instructions for how to pick him up. He bought me a while Uh-oh. ago, not not in like a it was in like a sexual way. Um, mm. So he, you didn't tell me this. This is all news no, to me. Is, I didn't want to spoil the surprise. Oh, I'm intrigued. So a couple, actually, I think midway through me being in Guatemala, he had mentioned that I'd really love if you were to pick me up at the airport in one of the outfits that I bought you. And a couple of years ago, he bought me like a a bodysuit and then these terrible bodysuits from they Amazon. They were so bad. They were so bad. They're, they're not, not good quality, but they were really funny. But I put a couple of them on and there's one that doesn't look bad on me. It's definitely a little raunchy mm. for my taste. I would prefer something a little not that. Um, but he said, you know, when you pick me up for the air, from the airport, wear that and then like have some clothes over top of it. But I, I'd like to see you wearing that. So I pick him up from the airport and my I'm wearing jeans or whatever. I think I was wearing a long skirt or something. Wait, so wait you didn't just wear a trench coat over top of it? I don't fucking own a trench coat. What? I'm not going to wear a winter coat in this July heat either. <laughs> so I picked him up wearing that. And then shortly after he got his bag into the apartment, it was just game on. And it was it was actually really cute because he's like, you know how many people would want to see you in this outfit? He's like, and I get to see you in this outfit? Fuck. Oh, that's and cute. It, it was just like he was just being really cute. And so we had sex a couple times that night. And then he, while I was gone, bought me a surprise sex toy. So I have a new sex toy, which we tried out over the weekend. Um, and he surprised me because he put a blindfold on me and then grabbed the sex toy. And I was like, what is, is it another butt plug? Is it a, I don't know. And it was a leg spreader or you could use it for your arms, but he put it on my le- legs and I did not know what he was doing. So all of a sudden I just feel something on my leg. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, shut up. I'm, I'm putting, just <laughs> shut up. Enjoy the surprise. And then when I went to move my legs, I was like, oh, my God, this is what I think it is. And he was like, yeah, I knew you're going to like this new favorite toy. Definitely spice things up. And that was fun. But, yeah, we've just uh, well, now he's in Chicago right now for work. But the past two weeks, every we've been having more sex, which is typically what happens when we go a while without seeing one another. It's just right. I mean, it had been six weeks. So that makes sense. And in fact, I was surprised you weren't having even more sex your first weekend when you were posting on Instagram stories about eating food out. And I was like, you left your apartment. What are, why aren't you having sex now? Well, we wanted to have a cute date day, 
thing too. I wanted to celebrate me starting a new job and then him kind of, we haven't really fully celebrated him starting his new job, which started in May right before I left for Guatemala. So we kind of wanted to celebrate each other. We went out for brunch and then after I hung out by the pool for a little bit and then after we fucked. Is that good enough for you? And we uh, fucked that morning too. So it was right. still, it was still more than one that day. Right, right. I just figured that there would be just never see you for the entire weekend. I was surprised to see you on Instagram. I can't do all day just constantly fu- fucking. I need to this is just me. I need to feel somewhat productive in my day doing something else for an hour or two and then going back to it of whatever. I mean, that makes sense. I I was talking to somebody and we were kind of sharing some dirty concepts if we got together and she was like, we'll just order food. Like, can I just ride you while I eat a sub? And I was like, yes, yes, you can. I'm, I'm totally down for that. Like I would, that would be great. Whatever. I don't care. That wouldn't mess up your flow or I think it'd be, I mean, it would be funny, okay, but, but, uh, but, but do you like, think you could come, do you think you could come? I, I guess it depends how much mayonnaise is on the sandwich. Like, you know, like that would really Shut be my, fuck. <laughs> my, my sexual attention might just increase depending on the sandwich. On yes. Oh yeah. A little bit. Oh, right there. oh you got mayonnaise on your lips. <laughs> that was another, oh my God. That was another thing that ha- was a first for me. I let Roy come on my face. I've never had anyone come on my face before. It's funny that you said the tone of voice that you say this in is in such a sweet little it's a first for me like it's, it's the first, first time that i've ever petted a puppy but it's like <laughs> it's a first for me it's the first time that anybody's ever come on my face and it's <laughs> I, petted a puppy. I mean that was the same tone of like a child talking about not a child of someone talking about petting a puppy i don't want to associate children with this but uh but yes yeah, it's like it really was the cutest thing um well that's that's adorable well that was something <laughs> He's always wanted and right. for since we really started having sex in our relationship that was something he had talked about and i was no 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 hard no not a hard no but just a not interested and then that was one of the things we had talked about while i was away is how could we spice it up and then he brought that up of you know that'd be something i'm really interested in so i think the first time we had sex when i got home that happened and then i was like oh. okay Okay. It's like, it's one of those things that I feel like men get this idea from porn that this is what they're supposed to do. You know, that's why they want to do it. Because like, to me, obviously when you, when you come, you want to be able to come like inside somebody like while you're having sex, because that's, that's, well, no, it's just, it's more fun to come like and keep having sex. You know what I mean? Like while you're having sex during intercourse to continue coming as you come and keep going until you're basically can't, you know, you're too sensitive to, to do anything, you know, like that's, that's probably the most fun coming is, you know? And so this is only like when you decide to pull out and let me try this, but it feels like it's one of those things that we've just learned from porn as a thing that like who had that as the first idea? Like where, where did all of a sudden that come from as a concept? I've always wondered that, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've done it and it's, it's like, yeah, okay. Like it was kind of, you know, and then, and then I was like, and then I felt bad as soon as I did it. <laughs> Even oh, though no, I was, he did not feel bad. Oh. He was like, "You good? You good?" It was kind of in my eyelash. Right. It like, always I... gets in the eye. It, uh, yeah. It's... Yeah. And I was like, "It's fine. I can see. You. It's all good." And then I went to take a shower, and then we fooled around in the shower, and then had sex again. And yeah. 
But yeah, I think I've done it a couple of times, but I remember it, it just, it was one of those things where, especially cause you never expect it in the eye. Like you're aiming, you're not aiming on the eye, you're aiming I'm on the face, but, then, but then, then, then there's always one that just goes and just like squirts, right? It's like, that's what it is, right? It just comes out of nowhere. Um, like, but I always feel bad. I'm like, Oh, let me go get you a washcloth and I'll go get a warm washcloth and come back to try to, you know, clean it off. Cause like, I, it's just, then I'm like, why did, why did I want to do that? Like, what was, what was going through my brain? But, uh, you know, okay, it's done. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I think it it was a change in yeah. our normal, so yeah. I'm not I'm not mad. Might be good at for it. your skin regimen now too, you know. Shut up. <laughs> but no, it was fine. It was now that I've had it happen once, I'm not against it. It's it's one of those of it would need to be not when I have face stuff on because that's part of the issue. Is I'll put my retinols and my moisturizers and stuff on, and then. We'll go to have sex, and nope, not on this face. No, no, no. That's I'm so not sexy when face you've got face. your mud mask and you've got your retainer <laughs> in. You're like, okay, let's go have sex now. I had a frowny on the other night, and we ended up having sex. It's like, yes, the frowny gets some action. Love that. Oh, that's great. Well, and it wasn't all um, wasn't all uh, uh, sunshine and rainbows, though. Um, I would say that there was some murderous uh, thoughts you had when you first got uh, first got home from Guatemala, right? I was going to murder him, and I'm very happy he wasn't home because I guess it was also because I came every place I had traveled to. I arrived at a very clean hotel, a very clean Airbnb. Everything was spotless, and. When I got home, it's not like it was super dirty, but it wasn't the clean that I would have preferred coming home to, if that makes sense. So right. there, he had moved some things around in my room to prep for some things that he was building in my room, which is a whole other topic. But he had moved my desk around and like the carpet just wasn't right. So I came back and I was like, my room just doesn't, it doesn't feel like Sarah's room and then the bathroom was kind of dirty and his friends were over just slightly dirty but like enough that it pissed me off of god damn it there's spots on the mirror and the sink is kind of dirty and this yeah and then there were clean dishes still on the drying rack so I (laughs) I was just really upset and I had just traveled and whatever I could not go to sleep until I cleaned the fucking bathroom sink and wiped (sighs) down the mirror and then I went to sleep the next day I just in the sunlight, I noticed how much more dust and everything. So I had to do a deep clean before I could do anything and literally wanted to fucking cry. I was just so fucking pissed off. And then I was, I was just like, I'm so happy he's not here because I would yell at him. Like I would have just burst off into just what the fuck were you thinking? So then he calls, you know, super happy in Maine. And he's like, hey, baby, how's it like being home and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, damn it. I can't be a cunt to him because I really I will really want to bitch him out. And then I kind of mentioned, right. you know, I don't I'm kind of upset with you because you left some dishes out and da, 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 da. He gets home and he was like, where did which dishes did I leave in the sink? I'm like, no, you didn't leave them in the sink. You just like left them on the drying rack. He's like, you were mad that I left them on the drying rack. I was like, you could have put them away, you know, and just left things clean, like cleaner. And he's like, that's not a big deal. So I could have been a tad dramatic, but it still really pissed me off. Like whether he was there or not, it would have pissed me off that it wasn't a certain level of tidy. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was, I was kind of with you until some of your complaints seemed a little nitpicky. Um, you didn't like the, you didn't like the shower comment I said because there was like grime in the shower, and he wasn't. You said taking grime, the- and then as you're talking about it, I'm like, that doesn't sound like grime. That just sounds like it was used. But it's my sh- because he was using my right. shower, and that's the other thing. His, t- it was just like there were other things. It, like his bathroom was disgusting, and he wanted me to call a maintenance ticket for something in his bathroom so i walked in there and i was like what the fuck is going on in your bathroom and then <laughs> i i think that's when i spiraled and then i really took stock right. in my bathroom and i was like and mine's dirty too and da, da, da. like it was just like that one thing really fucking set me off it's funny now because i'm like ah, it really wasn't that that bad but for whatever reason i just really like from a long trip to come home and it just be really pristine and clean that's all yeah, no, I mean, I, I can understand that and I can appreciate that. And well, I always like, like I, whenever I would go on vacation or go anywhere, I'd always clean before I left. So when I came back, it was, you know, it was the way that I like, because I didn't want to come back to a mess because that's just, it's just chaotic at that point. Well, yeah, because you already have to unpack and do all of that laundry and stuff. And then on top of that, oh, fuck, I, this is dirty too. And this is left out. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's just one more chore to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and yeah, I, of course, since I've been here, cleaning has been weird anyways, uh, but uh, because I'm I'm in a condo that is part of a Airbnb group, so they actually offer housekeeping if you want it. So I can actually have housekeeping come, and, like, I thought they were just going to change the towels out, but I was like, yeah, I'll be gone this time, you can come over, and they, like... They changed all the sheets, all the towels. They cleaned the whole bathroom. They actually, they did all the dishes, which I was like, I didn't expect them to do. They vacuumed. Like, everything was, like, nice and tidy. And I was like, ooh, I, I kind of like this. This is, like, kind of like living in a hotel, it. but not really. Yeah, I know. But, well, that's uh, the thing. I've been used to having a cleaner come all the time and living in a hotel for a while that they were cleaning literally everything. So there was just no mess ever except for what was in my luggage. So I got used to that for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can understand that. Well, at least, at least he wasn't there, and uh, I think that was probably Saving a good thing grace, that he was yeah. gone for a little bit longer, and then you got to have enjoy a joyful reunion when he when he was there. Uh, and and now now you're now you're here in Nashville, not here, there, wherever. Um, Nashville, yeah. In Nashville, yay. <laughs> Your favorite place. uh, My favorite place that Roy and I are considering leaving soon. So that's the next endeavor is picking another city where we will be relocating to. That will be very exciting. Yeah. And uh, once she announces where she ends up moving, you know, any DKS listeners in that area will have to uh, have to let her know some of the cool places to go and uh, cool restaurants and everything, because that's what she likes to do. She likes to find. Well, she likes shitty restaurants, but, you know, maybe uh, says the person who eats at the same restaurant all the time. Okay. Listen, I find one thing that's good. and then Why (laughs) change it? Um, I also had something else exciting happen to me recently that I... What's up? <laughs> well, it wasn't like a face-to-face thing that happened. It was someone DMing me something exciting that I've never had Oh, before. that's right. I forgot about this. Yes. <laughs> what, How could you what, forget? I just completely, I completely forgot about that. Yes, let's let's hear about that. So, you know, I've I've done the foot fetish picks on the feet picks and foot fetish things on the side before, and I still have a decent amount of followers on my personal Instagram that request things here and there or still follow me even though they don't pay for anything on my OnlyFans. Totally fine. Right. Um, but this individual had messaged me while I was in Mexico and asked if I would do a dick rating. And I'm like, 
Okay. okay. What, what what is it? <laughs> literally, Urban Dictionary. What is a dick ring? Like, yeah, I, I'm totally down for you. And I was on the phone with Roy as I'm getting these messages too. So I'm like, are you cool with this? And he's like, yeah, I want to see his dick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. I was waiting to see it too, you know, when you were telling me about this. I was like, yeah, we all need to see the dick. But, I want, yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm open to hearing or seeing the dick. So I was looking up rates for what to charge because that was the next thing once I said yes. I'm like, yeah, you know, you can send me a solicited dick pic and Venmo me the money and then I will rate it on a scale of one to 10. So I figured out the rate and then I just kind of waited. Um, but I made a mistake because I, because I had a feeling that this guy was probably going to flake anyways, but I still wanted to go through the experience of it happening. So I allowed him to pay me on PayPal, which I knew he was going to cancel. I already knew up front that he was probably going to cancel because he gave all the bullshit excuses that normal people do of, Oh, I can't log into my Venmo account. Oh, that's not convenient for me. Oh, da, da, like all of the excuses. Oh, I don't use OnlyFans. So then he went to PayPal and I was like, yeah, this is not going to be as legit as whatever. So I was like, okay, he sent me the money and I waited and he didn't send anything. But then he kept asking questions like, do you like this? Do you like this? Do you like that? And I typically charge for shit like that if you're asking a lot about my personal life. But I was just in a mood of, you already Venmoed me some money right now. I'm just kind of waiting for this dick pic. So sure, I'll answer the questions. One of the questions was, what's the smallest size you've been with and the largest size you've been with? And I said, it ranges from four to nine inches. Depend, you know, just depends. And then he, (laughs) he asked the question, Okay, of the dicks you've been with, which size was the best for you? Now, that's a tricky question because it's not necessarily all about the size. It's about your partner actually giving a shit about you in the bedroom and whatever. Just so happens, though, that Roy gives a shit about me in the bedroom and is on the larger side of things. So, of course... We already talked way back about the... Two, two hands. hands. So <laughs> yeah. we, all, we all knew that. <laughs> okay. So I don't have to like pretend like his dick is whatever um, or be coy about it. So I said nine inches. And then the guy goes, is that your current boyfriend? And I said, yes. Yes, it is. Immediately he got spooked by that and started messaging, well, I feel really embarrassed now. I don't really want to send you a pic anymore. And I'm like, look, I've seen, I've, wow. I've, I've, I've seen it all. I have, I have, I have had a lot of dicks in my mouth. I have seen a lot. It's fine. Right, send right. me a. I would rather you send me a picture than some random person on a dating app send me a picture like I've had, you know, in the past. Yeah, yeah. So didn't send anything. And then he was like, well, can I send a video instead of me coming? I don't care. I know. I was like, I'm going to try. Well, and I did say, I'm going to charge you more if you want to send that versus just a photo, whatever. So then I renegotiated price. Fine. He ended up not sending anything because he felt really embarrassed, and I just sent him the money back. But I really kind of wanted to raid his dick. Right. Well, first of all, you should never send the money back. They, they that's non-refundable. You, they, you already put the effort in. You know, it's a non-refundable thing. But also, you should always do Venmo or Cash App. I know. I know this. Go. Yeah. I, I knew this going in, but it yeah. was it was more for the experience of. I was on the phone with Roy, and I I wanted to see how it would all kind of play out. So I just said, eh, whatever. So, uh, and so for our listeners, by the way, if you do want to get your dick rated, you can email Sarah G Dickratings at gmail.com and DM uh, me on Instagram. She'll give you, she'll give you a good price. <laughs> just, I'll do it. I have no shame and no issue doing it. And, but just be aware that both Roy and I will see the dick as well, because that's just that, part of the, that um, is true. That's yeah. just going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> 
We had a first time dick rating and it, and it didn't work out. What a disappointment, though. Ah. Uh, it's fine. I've seen it. Like, now, now, when you rate, is it like on a scale of one to ten, or is it like a movie where you're like, this one's going to be rated R for violence and smoking? No, one to ten. Well, then I was reading people on, uh, I think it was Quora. Some, one of those questions. Quora. I think it was Quora. <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong. But oh my God. someone was saying that they typically rate it a six or a, a five, six, or seven. Um, that's their okay. scale. They, they rarely give out nines or tens. Sure. So I was already, I was like, well, okay. I mean, that, that's just when it's like a beautiful dick. Like you're like, oh, that is just a glorious that's a dick. Penis, that, that's, yeah. that's when you have to give it a nine or a 10, I think. It's very rare. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> that's all the fun I have. <laughs> why don't we, uh, why don't we take a quick break and when we come back, we have a brand new segment that, uh, that all of the people are talking about. And by all of the people, I mean, Sarah and I, Woohoo! so Sarah, you have been traveling all around the world over the last few years. You have been everywhere from Colombia to Mexico to Guatemala to Thailand, you went to, Thailand to, of course, across the United States. You've driven across the United States. You've been in South Dakota. You've been in Washington State. You've been in Arkansas. You, you know, you were from Florida. You live in Nashville now. You have Boston all over the place. So we have decided we're going to launch a new segment. That is basically takes advantage of all of your of your travel bug um, that allows people to maybe learn a little bit about different areas and if it might be a good place to go with a date or uh, or your partner, your spouse, your girlfriend, boyfriend, or like whatever. Like if it's just like a place to go, maybe what to see, maybe some highlights that they can look at that won't necessarily be in the tourism books. That is just something that you've you know that you've witnessed on your own or experienced on your own that you would like to uh, share. And uh, so we created this new segment, and uh, it's it's called without without further ado. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm like, how are you teeing this up, bro? <laughs> I know. I know. No, listen, we're talking this shit up. Uh, this is going to be a new segment that we're going to hear. Uh, uh, what to see with Sarah G? What to see with Sarah G? Yeah, and I think it's really important that you don't have to live very close to these areas. We're kicking it off with a U.S. based location this first go around, but this could be something where you're thinking about you want to travel with your significant other to this place or go solo or go on a date if it's close by <laughs> to, to this specific area. It's it's not exclusive to people in relationships. It's for anyone looking to travel and kind of experience a new spot. Um, so since we have a strong following in the Orlando, Florida area, it only made sense to start out in a Florida location. So this week, let's get familiar with St. Augustine, Florida. If you haven't heard of St. Augustine, Florida, it's about an hour and a half drive northeast-ish of the Orlando, Florida area, and it claims to be the oldest city in the United States, where it was founded in 1565 by Spanish explorers. Known for its Spanish architecture and close proximity to the beach, St. Augustine is perfect if you want to walk around the town for the day or visit one of the many beaches about a 15-minute drive outside of the city center. Now, if you're wanting to drink, here are a few places that I highly recommend you try out. The Ice Plant is a farm-to-table restaurant open for lunch and dinner, and the original Ice Plant building dates back to 1927. This restaurant is complete with the original bridge crane that was used to pick up huge blocks of ice that then had to be broken down and sold to local customers and shrimp boats. It's a fun place to grab a craft cocktail and enjoy some history, and the inside's pretty cool. Next door, be sure to visit the St. Augustine Distillery. They offer free tours and tastings seven days a week. 
And it's a fun place to learn about how the ice plant was formed since it's right next to the ice plant restaurant. And you can learn how to f- make a few of their signature cocktails. So, so far, I'll tell have you, you been what. There? I'm no. impressed. No, like I, I've been to St. Augustine many times and I have never been to either of those places. And they both sound like places I would have loved to go to. So I, it, like, yeah. I'm surprised. So that like, OK, this this is great. <laughs> yeah, the, I really love the ice plant. And I just kind of stumbled on that when I went to the distillery. And I was like, yeah, we're kind of hungry. Let's go here. And since they're right next door, it's it's kind of off the main area of where the all all the tourists hang but it's a cool spot if you have a car and you're driving around it's a it's a great spot to check out and not far from the distillery is the san sebastian winery that one is one of my favorites it's an award-winning florida winery with beautiful views from the rooftop bar and like the distillery they also offer free tours but this one is a self-guided tasting tour i feel like they have like 12 to 14 stations and you just kind of go through the inside of the place and there's just someone standing there going here's another one here's another one so that's great and then after you finish you can head to to the rooftop bar they typically have live music playing and then you can try out one of the favorites that you had on the tasting tour personally i love the vintners white and the vintners red which they do sell in stores too and i always pick up a bottle when i'm back in florida so check that place out that's your next spot, Adam. <laughs> Once you're back. Well, if I like wine, the that's yeah. the problem. It's just because I don't like wine. But uh, I, I did go with, when Amy and I went to Napa, the self-guided tasting tours. I remember she got pretty toasty on those because we just walk around and just drink as much as you want, basically, while you're while you're walking around. Like, they had the little spit to, like, make sure you don't drink over whatever. But the, I just remember the lady going, oh, you know, it's one of the last ones of the stop. Here's a little bit more. It's fine. Whatever. So, <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> Now, if you're in the mood to see some more sites, definitely check out Flagler College. It's the private liberal arts college in town that was once the historic Hotel Ponce de Leon. The college is named after Henry Morrison Flagler, who was a railroad pioneer and entrepreneur who built the hotel in 1888. And fun fact, I went there during my freshman year of college. I I was going to say, I thought you went there. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone calls it like the Harry Potter Hogwarts school. It's a really beautiful campus. And the main girls' dorm rooms are where the hotel used to be. Um, unfortunately, they still have separate guy and girl dorms, which is like the Catholic Church kind of runs the the college campus. Uh, what do you of know? Course. But anyways, yeah. it has a beautiful entryway and lobby. It's cool. You can just walk around there and check it out. Um, a couple blocks down, you'll find Cas- the Castillo de San Marcos Fort. This... Okay, no. hold on. Can we just stop for a second? You've been to Mexico how many times in Guatemala and you've practiced Spanish and what did you just call it? The Castillo. Castillo. I'm not going to say it with the accent. I'm Castillo. Just, just Castillo. Castillo. Castillo de San Marcos. Castillo. You know, I've never said castle in Spanish before. Yeah, it's just Castillo. Just double Castillo. L is always a E Castillo. sound. Whatever. Had to stop me there. Okay. Visit. I just call it the fort. Like I never, I never call it. That's what everybody who, yeah, yeah, you just, it's the fort because it's the most obvious place in St. Augustine as you drive by. Like that's where everyone stops. Oh, it's the fort. Yeah. So I always terrible and traffic is always terrible around it. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You're selling the place already. But (laughs) (laughs) this fort was built by the Spanish to defend Florida and the Atlantic trade route. Visitors can walk around the outside of the fort to take in the views of the bay or you can join a tour to get a little bit more of a history lesson i like to go there at night and just drink when i was in college but you know to each their own do whatever you want if you're there at night go go for it next be sure to walk over to saint george street it is a pedestrian only street filled with a variety of shops restaurants and attractions you can get some old-timey photos done where you dress up in like cowboy outfits and showgirl attire and hold items like pistols and 
Jugs of alcohol? Is that your thing, Adam? You want to do that? No. No, this is absolutely yeah. This is like, <laughs> like, a, like I'm listening to you say this, and I'm like, oh, that sounds great for some couples to go do because it sounds so cute and adorable, and I would right. absolutely despise the entire thing. Yeah, I mean, if you're with your significant other on a date, it could be a fun thing to do and kill an hour if it's hot outside. Well, it's probably hot outside, but you know, do that and take some photos. If that doesn't tickle your fancy, and you're not interested in that, you can grab Dole ice cream. It's a combo of vanilla ice cream and Dole pineapple ice cream at a place called Lick It. They only typically have Dole ice cream, like the the whipped or the the swirl. Dole whip, yeah. Yeah, at Disney World. So this was one of the places I just kind of stumbled upon and was super happy that I found it. Or if that's not your style either, you can grab a gourmet popsicle at Hypo, which is right down this walkway from there. If you're in the mood for food and you're still staying on St. George Street, you have to check out the Columbia Um, Order a pitcher of sangria and their specialty 1905 salad and then get eat all the complimentary bread and butter that comes with it. You'll thank me later. That's like my staple when I go there. And speaking of sangria, right across the street is a wine and tapas bar called Sangria's. They have great patio seating and some fun live music if you want to check that out. And that's more of your scene. If you're thinking about visiting in the wintertime, they have a beautiful festival called Nights of Lights, where the entire downtown area of St. Augustine is, you guessed it, covered in lights. This festival typically runs through the middle of November until the end of January, so it's a good holiday feel, and you can still enjoy that after, you know, Christmas is over and the New Year, so that's some nice things to do. If you're into cheesier touristy things, like Adam isn't, and I'm not really either, but it's still fun to check out, you can visit the Fountain of Youth and have a drink of their nasty water so you can live forever, or you can visit the old jail or the old schoolhouse. If you do end up visiting St. Augustine, though, let me know. So hold on. You think the Fountain of Youth and the old jail and the schoolhouse is cheesier than like the Castillo de San Marcos? Yeah. Yeah, I, think I, feel, the, I, I think the I think it was is, the same kind of level of cheesiness in, in my opinion, but maybe it's because I've been there a few times. Well, but. there's the planetarium too that's attached oh, to I the Fountain of Youth, so you can do that. They have a bunch of peacocks and stuff there, and I I, I think the last time I did that, I was on a field trip in like fourth mm. grade, so it's it's worth checking out if you've never done it. But the water is not; it's just egg water. It's just disgusting Ooh, sulfur disgusting. water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So be warned. <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, this is great. There's a lot of cool things. Uh, the only things that I would add to this uh, just is, number one, there's no strip clubs in St. Augustine. I have looked uh, copiously, and that's an unfortunate thing. And You would mention two, that. There's, okay. a co- there's a comedy club uh, nearby called Gypsy Comedy Club that's right on the border of St. Augustine that uh, usually Friday and Saturday nights they have pretty outstanding comedy shows. And then finally, if you're drunk late at night and you're looking for some food, uh, there's a place called The Village, The Village Inn, I think is what it is. It's kind of oh, like a Denny's. Yeah, The Village Inn is good. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, and like, they have like good like comfort food, like Denny's or Perkins and pie and stuff pies. like that. And I remember getting being obliterated and eating like pie there um, before uh, getting back to my hotel room. So that's a that's my my addition. Adam recommendations. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a where to stumble, but uh, this is fantastic and a lot of lot of cool. It sounds like a lot of cool things that you could do. And so I think that could be a really fun like date, even like a day trip if you live in Florida for like you and a date to go. Absolutely, yeah. Or stay the night and you know and then and then come back the next day. And I have some friends that would do that. You know, drive up there especially for the. the, the festival, the Night of Lights, um, Nights of Lights, they would go do that uh, and stay a couple nights in St. Augustine. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, um, they have some cool houseboats you can rent out on Airbnb. or I didn't know stuff. that either. Yeah, there are a couple of cool ones that I've seen before, or you can rent a place on the beach since it's right down the street. So it's not 
it's not far if you're wanting beach and a little bit of history in the same trip. Well, thank you so much. That was yeah. uh, that was what to see with Sarah G. Uh, yeah. our, our inaugural uh, inaugural segment, and uh, we'll be uh, doing those uh, with with every episode uh, ideally. And uh, are you gonna pick well, where you would stumble to in the next city I pick? You only if pick? there's places. Only if there are places <laughs> that I know. I might have to Google like yeah, like where would where would Adam go? Like uh, where like when you tell me your next city, I'm gonna be like, all right, let's let, let me look up the the available tour. And where I, where I would want to go? Is and, there a stri- uh, your questions are? Is there a strip club, strip club. and where's a, where's a food place open late? <laughs> and, and are there karaoke? Do there is there a bar that does karaoke? Like those are the three things that I, that I would want. Um, <laughs> all right, should we uh, take a quick break? We, and do we need to take another quick break? Do we? Need, I think we need to take another quick break. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll take, we're gonna take a quick break. I want to do something like what to see with Sarah G. It's like where to date with Adam in Utah. I don't know. <laughs> Dating in dating in Utah so far has been a complete disaster. Uh, well, I don't want to say disaster. That. You knew that though, with all the the ex church going, the ex LDS. Yeah. Uh, well, so here's the thing. It's I, I've been on one date. I've been here for three weeks, four weeks now, maybe four weeks. I don't know, but I've been on one date, and because everything else is just kind of like they've been canceled or they had to reschedule. And so nothing like the other dates that I've had scheduled just have fallen apart. The one day that went away, it was great. She was really cool. We met up, <laughs> we met up in park city, which I'm about 20 minutes away from. That's kind of where like, it's kind of like the little ritzy, cool little town to go visit that has like, it's near all the skiing areas and all that. But cool little town, little Irish place that I knew we met up, had a great time. We you met at in. seven. With huh? your beard, with your red beard. You fit right in. <laughs> Why do you think the red beard would fit in? <laughs> Just like, I don't know, leprechaun uh, I don't know. These are Mormons. They're not Irish. What are you talking <laughs> Didn't you say it was an Irish town? Oh, I went to an Irish bar. Yes. Okay, okay sorry. That's... That's, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm okay. not saying that's the beard works well with Mormons. I'm saying just the Irish place you went. Right. I had a blue beard at that point, by the way, so it didn't even work at that point. Oh, but whatever. yes, I went to, uh, we met at seven, uh, on a, it was like a Tuesday night and she was really cool. We actually had a great conversation. It's very sarcastic, funny, like everything, everything was great. She'd only been drinking for two years because she had just recently left the church and including her whole family, like her dad drank beer for the first time, like two years ago. Wait, her whole family left the church. It wasn't just her. Yeah, I feel like they all got disillusioned. And Yo, that's why. Wi- that's a wild exodus. Yeah. Not just one or two people from the family, right? And, and I think it's it, she has a big family, like most Mormon families do too. It seems like I don't remember exactly how many brothers and sisters, but it's a pretty big family. And she, uh, she, so she was like you know new to drinking. So we, she, I think she had one drink, and of course in Utah. There's no such thing as doubles. You're not allowed to drink doubles. So, like, I, I mean, it's hard for me to get drunk. I can have a drink. You know, they, they, first of all, they won't bring you another drink until you finish your drink. So Fully you can't finished? Be like, can you be? Usually, I mean, they'll be, they'll, they'll be a little, you know, they'll slide a little bit, but not really. Is that a law? Yeah. And really? in most places, uh, there are bars and then, then there are restaurants that serve alcohol. There are very few actual just bars. So most places you have to order food if you're going to be there, too. They, they like you're required to legally if you're gonna have alcohol. It's just the weirdest thing. I hate Utah. Yeah, it's just it's bizarre. So I mean, it's hard for for me to get drunk. So like we were there, and I had a couple drinks, and she had one, and it was like, oh, I think I'm about good. Like I don't want to drink more because I'm not, you know, not used to drinking. That's fine. And then at like eight forty five, the bartender just like kind of starts like cleaning everything up, and I'm like, what time do you close? He's like nine o'clock. 
So we were there for we were there for an hour forty five minutes, and it was a great time. Like it went by very quickly, and they're closing up, and I was just like, oh well, I guess maybe we should try to do something. You know, is there anything else in town? So we start looking up every restaurant and bar in Park City. They're all closing at nine o'clock if they're if they're open at all. Wait, what day of the week was this? A Tuesday. But still, 9 o'clock. I feel like 10 is... For a restaurant. To, like, it's a restaurant and a bar. Like, it's not just... A, and, and so we go outside. First of all, in, in, in Utah, it's still fucking daylight. Like, it is... It, you know, it is at 9 <laughs> o'clock. At 9 o'clock, it is... St- the sun is still out. It is still slowly setting. So it is nice and bright out. There are families running around. Like, there's an ice cream shop around the corner that also closes at 9 that has a line out the door because everybody's trying to get ice cream before they close. So, like, they, if places just stayed open, they would have business. So it's the stupidest fucking thing in the world. And I had suggested we go to a dive bar that's closer to, to where she lives because everyone I find, I match with, too, lives in Salt Lake City, which is about 45 minutes away through the mountains. So it's a bit of a trek. And, uh, and we just, she was like, no, I think I'm going to call it a night. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's enough for me. Like she's, you know, I think she needs to kind of be careful with her, with, like I said, with her drinking and all that. Um, and she, she, by the way, she was like, I think she's like six, two, six, two. Yeah. And she was, not her, that. she was talking about her brothers and her dad and everything. And her dad's like taller than she is. So like, I just imagine this just like small family of giants, just like who are all Mormons that are no longer Mormons. And she's like, and just like slowly getting drunk, but also eventually their size is going to like be like, a, a, allow them to drink as much as they want. I feel like once they get used to it, but yeah. She was, she was, uh, she was quite tall, which I, I knew I don't, I mean, it doesn't bother me, but, um, yeah. yeah, so it was, it was a fun date. And then we were like, okay, we should do something some of the night, but then she was about to go actually to Nashville for, she's been traveling around and like kind of partying. And then this is kind of leads me to what I've discovered now is that so many people that I've matched with feel like they've just either recently left the church or th- in the last couple of years. And they are kind of like doing the equivalent of like when I got divorced and I went through kind of like a tramp age, except with, except with partying, not sex, where they're just like doing like, uh, it's amazing. And people are like, oh yeah, I was doing shrooms this weekend or oh, I'm sorry. I just got, <laughs> I got too, I got too fucked up all weekend. And then I, uh, I was, I got too hungover. I can't make the, whatever our plans were or, you know, like it's just, or one was just like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just skip work someday and we'll just, I'll just come over and we can just drink by the pool. You know, and it's just like the, like, it feels like they party fucking hard because they've never done it in their life. So they're trying to make up for all these years of being Mormon. It's like freshman year of college all over again. You just yeah. Yeah. It, house. Yeah. Or what, like, um, the, um, uh, what are they called in Pennsylvania? The Amish, when they go on their uh, rumspringer, where, like, you know, they, like, let them go go free for a bit, and they just go insane, and then they come back, and all is forgiven, basically. So I've scheduled several other things, and they've just kind of fallen through, and it, which is, you know, as someone who likes being alone and likes being a hermit, it's really amazing for me when plans get canceled. Like, I'm just like, oh, thank God. Like, I, I, don't, I don't have I to, go, yeah. I don't have to put pants on now. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to shave my, you know, like shave my head and make sure everything looks good and trimmed and, you know, all that. Like, like I can just, I can just be a, be a hobo for, you know, I don't have to meet up with anybody. So I, I can't really complain too much when that happens, but it's been, it's been interesting. Um, and I have several potential dates lined up with people that, uh, uh, you know, some people that have already knew me from TikTok or the podcast as well. Um, but we'll see if uh, any of those come to fruition or not. That's, you know, been kind of the really, like I said, the really the hard part. So with people who just left the church, what is your rule for how recent they left the church? You got to give them more than two years, more than five years? No, I, I don't. I, I, gotta, I really don't want to put a, put a, you know, 
number on that because I feel like it really depends on the person too. You know, it, it's well. The first year probably yeah. isn't the best. Or is it? Like the first year might be the fucking craziest, <laughs> most fun. Like I, I maybe I need to look for somebody who just left the church yesterday. Like that might be like the absolute craziest fucking date I'll ever be on. Who knows? Like I really don't know. It depends so on I their can... personality and how hard they want to flip that switch to the other side, I guess. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. I know my parents, my mother's been trying to set me up with people, which is funny. Really? She's like, oh, our neighbor, you know, their daughter is really nice and she seems great. You should talk to her. Oh, you should, you mom. should go out. You should go ask her out. And I'm Aww. like, okay, mom, thank you. Thank you so much. Aww. I appreciate it. <laughs> is she picking people who are like, people I would <laughs> like down? You would like, or she would like, or well, in her mind, she's like, well, you know, they, they're young enough that they probably still want kids. So you can, you can give me a grandchild. Oh, and, she's still uh, down yeah. that path. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just funny because, you know, my dating range is about, you know, whatever, like 24 to like 54, you know, it's whatever. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty open, but the fact that my mother is also picking people in their twenties because she wants somebody who wants to have kids and is young enough to like to do oh that. My and, yeah, God. It's, it's so funny. Yeah. The last person I think is like 26 and she's like, she's perfect. She's young enough that she's going to want to have, she'll want to have children. And then, you know, and then she can take care of them when you're too old. Remember and... when we said no one younger than me. I still think yeah, that that's the I rule. Know, we I, should that, I don't remember that rule in any way. Whatsoever. I remember that rule because you were dating people younger than me, and I thought Adam, no younger than me, please. Well, I mean, let's just say Tinkerbell's younger than you. So was Dirty Dancing. Uh, they were both younger How'd than you. How'd this work out? Well, okay, but they were still fun. <laughs> I'm not saying they were time. fun, but I'm just saying I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yes, so uh, it's been it's been uh, been interesting, um, but uh, I'm still I'll still persevere between being a hobo and staying inside and doing nothing. I'll I'll plan again. I'm being lazy about it though. I'm like I don't mind driving over to Salt Lake City, but for the most part, I'm like, hey, how do you feel about coming over? And like, I'm really trying to I'm really pushing the pool date as a thing. Like not on I, a first I'm, date though. On a first date, I'm trying. Adam, I'm like, we know that's not I know, a good I know, idea. I know it's a terrible idea, but I'm like, hey, listen, I'm staying at a resort right now that has an amazing resort heated pool with inside and out and like a waterfall hot tub. Why don't you bring a flask and we could just hang out by the pool and get some sun and just have, you know basically be a date, but it'll be free and we'll be able to hang out by the pool. You know how about that? So. I wouldn't do a pool date even if I liked you. You know what I mean? I wouldn't do a pool date as a first one. Yeah, I know. Unless I know, it was in a group know. setting with a couple other people that I knew, then yeah, maybe I might do that. Well, it's also a public pool. It's not like a private, like, come to my backyard pool as well. You know, keep that in mind. But uh, I have somebody who says that she wants to go out and do that. She's like, that sounds better than going to a bar anyways. So mm-hmm. she's like, I don't know. We'll see. But I think it's just me being lazy because I really don't want to leave leave the, the this five mile radius again. Doesn't matter where you mindset. are. You always have the same habits. No five, no more than five miles. Eh, I'm not really feeling anything outside yeah, I know, of I know. a bar or something low effort. So I know. Well, and I, I had somebody who wanted to. She's like, I love your photography. I'd love to model for you. Uh, you know, do, like, do you want to go do that on a for as a like as a first date? And I was like. No, like that's a weird first date for me because oh, first of all, it's kind of work because I'm like, I'm, you know, I, like if I, you know, if I'm interested in you, I also don't want to be like have that detachment of trying to take photos of you. But also, what if you're a terrible model? Like, I don't like I need to meet someone first and kind of get a sense of how are you going to model? Like, are you like, do like just do you have a good like style? Like just it's it's all about their poise. Like when I meet them. 
to tell you if someone's going to be a decent model or not. And I, I can't do that until I meet them in person. So we had to we had to schedule an actual date, and then she had to cancel and reschedule. So we'll see. Do the dating apps look different in Utah as far as the photos people post? Um, no, I don't. I haven't really seen much of that. I would say that they, you know, because as I've been traveling around the country, I've been on Tinder and Bumble, and they've all been pretty. I would say relatively some, you know, similar. Uh, there's a lot more in 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 this area that are like they don't drink or they're LDS, so, you know, Mormon and looking for, looking for someone similar. Um, but that's, that's, that's about it. Like usually if it's like this beautiful blonde woman with 14 children, then I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna, that's a, that's a Mormon person. I'm not going to swipe left on that one. 14. Well, I, yeah, I guess that is. Yeah, I mean, not, maybe they're not 14, but, it, but there's usually at least five, five or six. Like it's amazing. That is the one thing that's different is how many, how many women I imagine they're like, Oh yeah, I've got seven kids, you know, or whatever. Or like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm 28 and I have four kids, you know, or something. I'm like, wow. Like, I'm glad you got away from the, like the church because obviously the church just views women as nothing but breeding animals. Is getting a divorce really frowned upon too? I'm, oh, absolutely. I'm sure, like, yeah. I, I, I don't think you can be like a practicing Mormon and get divorced. I feel like you're ex, you're, you're, you have to be, leave the church to do that. I think I might be wrong. I'm not an expert in that. Hmm. So, yeah. So it's interesting. We'll see if I get some, uh, some actual good dates, uh, you know, what, what, whatever happens. Um, I've got some friends that want to fly out for a weekend or two from Florida and stuff like that. And so I'm also trying to schedule that around dating as well. So, yeah. Um, and what else is going on with me? I've got, uh, Oh, I do want to. I do want to mention before we uh, before we get to our topic too that uh, just to remind everybody that I have relaunched season three of Angel at the Starlight Motel. Yes. And if those of you who are brand new to the podcast don't know what Angel is, it's a it's a podcast. It's about a a, a adult dancer that I won. <laughs> I was going to say it's huh? an interesting story written by an interesting man. <laughs> yeah, ba- basically, basically. <laughs> It, like it centers around this 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 woman Mandy Mandy May Jackson who I went on a date with one time she was a, a a dancer and she was a sex worker full service sex worker and uh, she ended up going to prison with her boyfriend for two life sentences for uh, for murder of her boss uh, he was found dead um, after jumping from his fifth store balcony and then they found out that she was in there and they think that she robbed him with her boyfriend blah blah, blah. so it became this whole thing she got convicted of two life sentences then there was this creepy ass dude who. Uh, who was obsessed with her and was hiring her when she was a prostitute in Miami, underage, and uh, is obsessed with her and wrote this entire book because he thinks she was framed. And so I read the book that he wrote, which is insane. Sarah can attest to this. She's listened to a lot of the episodes. Oh, this man. This man. Yeah. Also, uh, sorry, he, his... he's like in love with her, but he shits yeah. on her every second oh, yeah, he yeah. can. He loves her and absolutely fucking hates her. So, uh, so yeah, he basically wrote this whole book, uh, and I read his book chapter by chapter. Like I do an audio reading, I like I put in my my radio voice, you know, and and I and I read the book with you know depth and with you <laughs> know <laughs> with gravitas, and uh, and then um, and then uh, then we do commentary on it. And this new season, Mandy's sister has actually joined me as my as my commentator. So uh, we have a lot of really cool insight from her, and it's been it's been a really good. So season three just started. So if you haven't caught up, it's time to go catch up on all of Angel. Uh, just check it out anywhere. Angel at the Starlight Motel, and uh, and I think that people will really seem to enjoy it. Um, I know I do, and I know I haven't started season three, but that's on my list yeah. of things to. Because <laughs> I don't drive anymore, I'm not thinking. Right. Oh, I need to catch up on this. I always caught up during long road trips. I remember now you would call me like in the middle of it, like you'd be like, "What the fuck just happened?" It was crazy. You'd be like, yeah. "Where are you? Oh, I'm at a truck yeah. stop, and <laughs> I don't know." <laughs> 
Um, I want to do a quick shout out to some of our listeners. By the way, we were on the charts uh, in uh, in the Philippines and Estonia, Romania, Cyprus, and Kenya, which is a really diverse group of places. Can I say that? Like, mm-hmm. so uh, so I want to say thank you to all of our listeners in the Philippines, Estonia, Romania, Cyprus, and Kenya who uh, listened to enough episodes to put us at the uh, high up on the charts of uh, the Apple Podcast, which is fantastic. And then finally, I really want to encourage anybody who has any questions. We have one still saved that we're going to use probably next episode. That if you have any questions about dating, sex, relationships, anything like that, anything that you want to just ask about in any capacity, please call our hotline and leave a voicemail. We'd really love to get that type of input. It's always nice to hear new questions, and you can call that number at 407-519-0181. And so uh, if you would just call that again, once again, 407-519-0181, leave a voicemail with your question, and we would love to put it on air and answer your question. And like you said, put on air. So anything you say could be used <laughs> right. on air. So so keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, with that, should we uh, we'll take our last break and then get back to and get to the topic. More uh, breaks. Which is, and then, yeah, uh, we'll breaks, talk yeah, about so Groundhog. More breaks, whatever. But then uh, we'll talk about Groundhogging. We'll be right back. Adam, can we stop doing episodes with terms? I feel like we've done... Ghosting is obviously a term that everybody knows, but we've done a lot of terms in the past that at this point, I feel like you're just making some shit up. I, you know, I wish I was, but I feel like <laughs> the, you know the terminology keeps coming up and they, like these are new terms that I feel like would be worth talking about. Some of them, not all of them are. But the vocab list to keep in mind. I mean, you know, it's always, it's the ever-evolving landscape of words, and uh, and it's important to maybe know the right words to use, because sometimes, like, people will say ghosting when they don't mean ghosting, and it pisses me off. It's like, when people say gaslighting just because someone told a lie. Or red flag you know, like, when it's not a or red, red flag. Or red flag, <laughs> not red, yeah. God, I had that happen on TikTok recently, where someone was like, no, it's a red flag, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, that's your deal breaker. Very different. Like, a red flag is an objective thing, you know, so... So I think that's why it is important to have the terminology. And groundhogging, it's a new one that uh, that neither of us had actually heard of. No, but I think we've been aware of the actions behind the term, but just not the term. Maybe, maybe. Um, let me let me make it clear, too, that groundhogging is, you don't always want to rely on Urban Dictionary. Groundhogging is not what Urban Dictionary says, because Urban Dictionary says that it's whenever feces slowly emerges from your anus after trying to hold it in for, for too long, similar to the head of a groundhog peeking out from its burrow. Why did you have to share that? Why? Because I didn't want somebody to, like, Google it and be like, this is what, groundhog? Why are they talking about poop? You know, because we're not talking about poop this time. We've talked about Sarah's poop enough. Uh, we don't We don't need to talk about it again. Again. Call me out. But, and also, yeah. that's not fucking groundhogging. That's called prairie dogging, if you're or turtling. Like that, that, those are those are two phrases that's called. Why do you know those terms for poop related things? Is it's just that's a thing that you know. Like your prairie dogging that's means like not you're, a thing you're about I know. to poop. It's it's just it's popping out. It's just about to oh. like yeah, you gotta make it home quick because you're prairie dogging or turtling. Like I said, turtling is another one, but it's not groundhogging. So because groundhogs duck back in. I mean, but once you're prairie dog, it's, it's out, you know. I almost called you Roy just a second ago because that's some <laughs> dumb shit he would say that I almost was like, Roy, what the fuck? But no, this Adam, is why what I, the this fuck? This is why I feel like even though Roy was so quiet when we when we like hung out, like this is why he and I seem like we get to, we get along virtually like because we both have very similar senses of humor. Just the fucked up sense of humor. Yes. 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 So, uh, That's so what, what is groundhogging? Not. Okay. If it's if, if it's not if it's Understood. not if it's not when poop is sticking out of your butt, then what is groundhogging? <laughs> 
Uh, it's a reference to Groundhog Day, uh, the movie. Have you ever seen Groundhog yes, Day? Yes, I have seen it. Look at me. I've seen that movie. Yes. That's amazing. Is it something recent that you saw with Roy or no, something you before, actually saw as a child? You know what? Because my, my dad really liked Bill Murray and all okay, the Caddyshack okay. stuff that I ended up seeing Groundhog Day as part of like oh, the Bill Murray okay. marathon movies. Yeah. Well, good for your dad then. He's actually introduced you to some decent pop culture Look for once. That. So, yeah. So groundhogging is the idea that people tend to go to the same type of person over and over again while expecting different results. Um, So they're drawn to people who fit like their ideal type and then they date them, but either they end up being bored or underwhelmed or, or they still experience the same issues they experienced with the last person they dated who was the same type and things like that. And so uh, then when things end, they end up going back and looking for the same person. So it's like Groundhog Day. You just keep dating the same same archetype maybe of a person over and over and over again but he's so different until he's not or until she's not yeah that's just been the that's my i think have you done this no but i have had friends that say oh that's just my type that's just the type of guy i go for and i'm like so shitty guys you right it's the same fucking scenario he just looks different but he's the sa- he's the same thing, the same trajectory. So you don't you don't think you you don't think you've ever done that in your in your like your older dating experiences? Older like dating going... dating experiences, no, because I wanted to date a lot of different types of people. So I, I did date different. You know, I dated. I said I after watching my friends, I said I would never date anyone in the military. What did I do? I dated someone in the military and went. Well, yeah, I, I learned that experience first fucking hand. <laughs> Next, right, don't need right. to groundhog that one. And then I, I then I went the musician route, which I think back at high school, I didn't date really much in high school for obvious reasons. I was awkward and whatever, just was not ready for it. But I had a lot of crushes on, I was in marching band and I did color guard. So I, I was very attracted to the drumline boys and the percussion people. Right, so my right. one boyfriend was a drummer. And then I, I liked and had crushes on basically everyone on the drumline because the color guard and the drumline just were kind of outliers from the rest of the marching band. So I, I really liked the mm. musician, like artsy guy, but I didn't really date a lot of them. And then when I... It's interesting that you, you refer to the... The drummers, the drum line of a uh, music, like a marching band, is being artistic. Well, they were also involved in theater and stuff. So they, okay, because that's that, like that's yeah. not what I think of. You know, when I think of right, that, right, but yeah, right. I guess it makes But it was sense, like yeah. they were musically inclined and did something in the performing arts realm. Was kind of where I fell. And then after high school, pretty much, I started dating a lots of lots of different types of guys. And then I kind of I went back to that once or twice, but they weren't exactly. This, like they weren't drummers or whatever, but they just had a creative background. Didn't go well either. But I think I've dated around enough to go, oh, this doesn't really matter because I used to really try to keep it in. He has to have this. He has to have this. He has to have this. Maybe not specific interests, but has to have a job and this and this for to check all the boxes. And then I realized, especially meeting Roy, like when I met Roy, he didn't have a job. He was still living at home with his parents. He like was in his thirties and like, he didn't check a lot of the boxes that I had for the younger version of myself of a partner that I wanted. But I was like, look, I like him. He's nice. He's cool. Things are going to work out. He's going to get a job and da da da. And then look, like, and look, things, it's the longest relationship you ever yeah, had in your life. <laughs> things worked out. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I definitely learned that firsthand that I don't need to have a specific type or whatever. It, he just needs to respect me <laughs> and respect me in the bedroom and want to fulfill those 
desires and then be able to communicate and there you go and obviously it yeah. have to be attracted to him but i think it was it, it was a lot easier to fall for the groundhogging for my friends anyways earlier in their 20s well looking at me and the people that i've dated over the years that you've known me do you think i uh do you the like same thing? redheads so- well yes but that's that's not a, i mean that's a type thing but i also don't only go for redheads but if I see a Reddit, I tend to make a lot of excuses for the rest of their behavior. Yes, that you do. That, I've seen that yeah. firsthand, yeah. <laughs> have you? Yes, I have. You're like, oh, I met this girl on Tinder, and she has red hair, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, wait, what? Also, we did not talk about, maybe this is another, your Tinder experience with the crazy, the, I shouldn't say crazy, but. Oh, one, no, this one was crazy. The one we, we, girl, yes, yeah, we, that you shared on our Instagram, at Dating Kind of Sucks, yeah. Yeah, who, by the way, had red hair. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, Adam, why the fuck would you match with someone like that? And I said, wait, wait, let me guess. She had red hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, she did. It was fake red, but it was red, yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was insane. And if you miss that, uh, you you're gonna have to find it in our Facebook group. Um, but I will just tell you that essentially, someone told me that if I really wanted to date her, that I would order her cookies. And when I kind of laughed it off because I thought she was kidding, she was like, "Well, I'm not down for this." And so she uh, got really pissy. So then I pretended to order cookies for myself and say thanks for the reminder. And then she turned into like insane woman, like just insulting me and all of this shit. Like it was, it was crazy. But all of the screenshots are on our Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash groups slash DKS podcast. You can uh, find that post and uh, read about her. But yes, she was, she was, she was a Reddit. Okay. So Um, outside of red hair though, right? I do think you go for, you want someone who kind of balances you out to a degree. You're, you're, more of the introverted extrovert. Yes. Do you like people who yes. are a little loud with their personality or a little bit more on the outgoing side of things? Not like extremely outgoing, but a little bit more outgoing than you. Um, typically a little younger. Preferably, not that you haven't done it in the past, but preferably not never been married, no kids. But you've dated people who are divorced and have kids too. Yeah. Um I, I feel like mine. The the what I tend to do is I, the types that I tend to look for that are a little bit maybe not as obvious or not as surface level are people who have strong personalities. Like they like I like people with strong personalities that have strong opinions about things that that are sarcastic and funny and things like that, which I think are good traits. But then at the same time. I tend to go for people who don't ever like who've always had bad relationships. Like I've people who've basically been beaten down in the not necessarily physically, but like beaten down in the past. And so I kind of swoop in and rescue them. Which is bad. Right. Which and then then I try to because like it makes me feel like I want them to know that they're worth something. And so then I spend a lot of effort and time helping them to see the value of in who they are and how they deserve better and they deserve a good you know, and so then I, I kind of really do a lot of um just just I mean, just love and care and affection and things like that. And, and, and then once they kind of get to a point where they're like, they acknowledge that they actually do deserve to be loved and be cared for. Then they're like, then they want to kind of like explore that without me. Spread their because I, I think a lot of times, and I've said this on previous episodes, I think that the reason for that is because I saw them when they were kind of a different type of person. And now they've kind of realized that they deserve more and they don't like me being that person is hard because they don't like that. I knew them when they were kind of maybe thought they deserved less. So it could be hard 
to see to to have someone in your life who saw both sides. Do you think you still go for that though, knowing yeah. that you can define that? <laughs> really? Because I think yeah. once you can define, oh, I've really been limiting my options or groundhogging myself into this scenario, wouldn't you want to go, oh, I recognize uh, it and I want to stop doing that? And and I'm trying to get trying to get better about that. I really am, but I I just have to. It's one of those things where I, I do this, and then yeah, like I let them go free to go, you know, on their own, and and um, yeah, it, and and it does. It's happened many many times, and I don't know. I'll I'll I really do try to change it. Like I try to be like, all right, how do I? Well, like when I'm looking on dating apps and things like that, I'm like, okay, well this person's cool. Like we have good conversation, blah blah. But then I'll find the person where I can tell that they're like that they really are kind of down on themselves or whatever. And like, immediately I'm like, okay, this person's amazing. Like, like it like gets elevated in my head and I know it's, it's not good. It's why I I have to keep working on that. I have to really uh, try to try to pull that back a little bit. Um, Is that why the relationship always ends though? Is because they're ready to kind of spread their wings and fly. That's like the common denominator. Yeah, usually. Because I stay, I stay usually very close friends with them afterwards, and like basically, a, a lot of times it's just that they, they needed to be the be there without me. They needed to kind of go off on their own now, and mm-hmm. and like and see that they deserve better, you know, from someone else. And uh, yeah, it's like, it, it's it, it's interesting, and it's a it's hard sometimes. I mean, a lot of times to have that happen. But at the same time, like I said, I still care for them, and I'm glad that they're you know that they're happy and they found that. But it happened with, I mean, we, we already brought these two up, Tinkerbell and Dirty Dancing, both of them, I would say, uh, the and other other ones over the years, um, people that I've dated before before we did the podcast. So that's that's my uh, that's my biggest issue, I would say. I'm trying to think of my longest relationships. My one ex, my first ex, and Roy are only similar in the fact of their. I mean, they like video games. Sure, fine, whatever. Men like video games. You like video games. But they're yeah, they're yeah. more introverted where I'm more extroverted. And I like, I realized after dating a bunch of other extroverts that I kind of like the, in, like a more of an introverted partner because it, right, it right. balances me out more. That's not to say I only date people who are introverted because a lot of the times <laughs> they don't make it through the screening process because they don't <laughs> message me back or like the first date's really awkward. Yep. So I don't want to like go on another date with them. But just from long term relationship, that, that's been something I've noticed is what works. But that's not something I continuously go back to just because that's hard for me to like pick out of, oh, you're you're more introverted. This is probably going to work. I just never... Well, and I think that might be part of it is I'm very self-assured. I'm very confident. I don't need somebody else. I am perfectly capable of taking care of myself and making sure that I treat myself the way that I know I deserve to be treated. And so I tend to be drawn to the person who's kind of the opposite of that way, who's used to, you know, used to basically taking care of people and like and having to be subservient and need, you know, and basically don't think that they deserve, you know, to be treated as well as, as I think they do. And so that might be part of it is that it is pretty opposite from who I am as a person. Hmm. But you don't go through phases of, oh, like I I think of when I moved to Nashville and I went through the phase of being new to a city and wanting to date everyone. I was in a phase of just any type of person or a lot of extroverted people because I'm in a new place and I want someone with a big personality that that was kind of the phase that I stuck myself down for a little bit. 
Even though I say, I guess, even though I say I haven't groundhogged, I guess like in that sense right. I did where I was kind of going after like the, the more extroverted guy who wanted a girl around his arm, which makes me want to fucking vomit saying that out loud. But <laughs> one of those fucking douchebag guys. Yeah. What well, I think I've actually tried, tried to expand everything and I, and I've really been conscious about it, but it is funny. The ones that I find myself having the longer conversations with and going to texting and like trying to schedule things, uh, as I get to know them better, turn out still to kind of still be that similar in a similar way, even if it's something I, I don't even notice in that first, hmm. which is, uh, which is just bizarre. So it's something I need to work on without a doubt. Because it's why should it be a surprise if the same thing keeps happening? Yeah, it's literally you know how it's going to end. Right, right, exactly. And like, like I know it's like so with Tinkerbell, Katie. I don't know why I do her code name. Everybody already knew her as Katie. Like with her, it was one of those things where she said that basically she was not used to having someone who didn't need her, and she was so used to being needed because every man she had ever dated before me was such just like a waste of space that she had to basically serve them hand and foot because, you know, because they were not capable of taking care of themselves and I didn't need need her at all, that she was like, she didn't feel like she had value. And so that was, yeah, until then. So now she found somebody who does treat her well, but also at the same time has the emotional maturity of a child. We know how he's you feel. Very, we know very how nice. You feel. Yes, yes, about mini me. Um, but he, you know, he's very nice, but he's also completely immature, and and in most ways, he's very useless. And so she actually has value to him in her mind. And I was like, but why would you want someone who needs you? You know, the goal is to find somebody who wants to be with you, like, and who chooses that voluntarily. So not someone who's with you because they can't survive without you, because that's codependent that's toxic as hell which people don't like to hear but it is it is a harsh reality for a lot of people who are in relationships where even thinking now that i've been in a relationship for a while it would suck to have it end because i'm used to this lifestyle but i could go back i could go back to what i was before it's the people who can't at all wait you don't think i could go back no i think i think you could yeah yeah um, I just don't know what I what I I'm going to be doing about this. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting as I continue dating while I'm here and how long I stay here and all that will make a difference too. But we shall see. See we'll see kind of what happens. But um, not speaking about us, how about for anyone else who's now listening to this and saying, "I wonder if I groundhog," you know, like <laughs> what because like are, are you you know how do you figure it out? Um, and, and so I want to talk about that for for a little bit here as well. Well, we kind of talked about just looking at our own lives, looking at past relationships. And asking, why did the relationship end? And what do all of these people have in common? Right, yeah. What, what was li- the common denominator? Yeah. They were like this. They were like this. They were more extroverted, introverted, into these types of things, had this type of lifestyle. And if you start to see a pattern going, hmm, okay, of the patterns I recognize, which ones were toxic as fuck and actually will never work out because that's not what I'm looking for. Okay, I need to fucking stop doing that, Adam. Right, right. Well, and also I want I want to make it clear that it's like looking at your type and trying to expand your type doesn't mean you're settling for something less. That's true. Now, settling means like if you're looking at something like, oh well, I guess I don't need someone who respects me. Yeah, that's when you're settling. You know, like but if but like the best I I can do around here. Yeah, yeah. That's not what you're doing by by changing your type. You're saying let me try to 
shift things around a little bit and see if I find myself with healthier people or with healthier dynamics, that's not settling. That's actually improving things. So I want to make that very clear. I would hope too, as you're evaluating past relationships and then starting to date people and have conversations, that you do get some gut feelings of, they remind me a lot of this person and not in a good way because I know that that's not what I want anymore. I should not date that person anymore and just, you know, look for something else that's completely different or just go back to being single and figuring out myself more before I go and date another person. Yeah. You would, you know, you think that that would be the thought process. It's not, I know it's not the thought process. It's, oh, I'm just going to, I'm not going to look and I'm just going to keep being here. I have my blinders on. Let's keep full steam ahead. Yep, pretty much. Uh, but this is what we're trying to help people actively stop doing it, including myself. Uh, so this is uh, <laughs> one of those things where it's not just do as I say, not as I do. I'm also trying to do this, too. Um, so like, like examine the personality type of what that common denominator is. What are those elements? You know, examine it. Why are you attracted to it? Like, what is what is the reason? Is the reason because... You had a high school crush that rejected you, and so you're always trying to pursue it? Is that what it is? Is it that you've just, you know, like, what what is the reason? Is it because you like how it makes you feel to rescue people, you know, which is, like, maybe in my, my case, you know? What, so you have to look at that and, and try to examine why. Is, is it a healthy reason that you're attracted to that personality type? Mm, man, actually, that hits real fucking close to home. Like, the guy around the shoulder thing, like, the extroverted personality was because... I was extroverted, but with him being more extroverted made me feel like I was the quote unquote it girl because I never felt pretty earlier on in like high school and I didn't get a lot of male attention. So when I had like a big personality individual interested in me, I thought, wow, I must be fucking hot, which I am. But like, you know what I mean? I must be this type of person because he likes me. So that means I have value, which just comes from low self-esteem. So take Literally, why am I attracted to this was the key for me of, oh, because it made me feel like I was pretty and had value. Oh, that's not good. That's really not good. Yeah. And that, that you can, then you can see why you don't want to, yeah, you want to try to focus on people who don't, you know, bring that out in you. Um, you know, and, and so I think another thing you can do, you can really actively focus on expanding your horizons. Like, if, if you're looking at someone, well, this is not my usual type, well, maybe try going on a date with them. You don't have to spend a lot of time. You just, like, go out and see if you, there's a connection that maybe you wouldn't have expected because you're are already trying to, like, you're already shooting yourself in the foot by saying, oh, this person's not my type. I mean, what do you have to lose? Go on a date with your new, uh, someone outside of your type and it fail. Or go on a date with someone that's more your type, you're groundhogging yourself and it fails. Right. You could have the opposite with the new type. You know, you could have a really good experience. So why not? You might find that, oh, this this person that I didn't, I originally dismissed actually brings a lot that I didn't expect. Like they, I, we clicked in a way that I'm not used to, which can be a good thing. Because maybe the way you're used to is the reason you keep falling for the same type of person over and over again. Also, this goes without saying, if you have friends who are not supportive of the person you're dating because they don't look like your normal type or don't act like your normal type... That's like a toxic brewing friendship area because they're not supporting someone. That's very true. Someone that's yeah. actually interested in you and is in a wants to be in a healthier relationship with you. That that's something to evaluate down the line too. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Yes, I mean, there could be you could be have types with friendships too. I mean, this doesn't this doesn't just extend to relationships. You can have bad friends that you keep finding the same type of friend over and over again, and then uh, the reason is that they're toxic and you think you need them. And then that breeds the relationship because your friends support those types of people, and then you can't really get out of that cycle. And then every time you do, you get shit on by those quote unquote supportive friends, and you're like, what the fuck? Just cut them all right. off. <laughs> yes. Just get rid of all of that shit. Cut everybody out. <laughs> I would say too that um that you know if you you have to assess what what is it that you're looking for in a relationship. And don't think about it as far as types. Think about it as far as behaviors that you want someone who makes you feel safe. You want someone who makes you feel respected. You want someone who makes you feel heard. Um, you want someone who, you know, makes you, you know, who makes you laugh. Like th those types of elements are what you should look at and then try to see who matches those rather than having your type kind of pre-filled in. Mm. Um, and, and a lot of, a lot of types that we have sometimes are born out of these like internalized and inter like in in internally um, systemic and an inherently systemic, uh, like prejudices that we don't even think about. There's a lot of internalized biases that we don't think about sometimes because we're just, we, we focus on stereotypes and prejudices from the, from the past and from, from just, you know, being like I wouldn't date, it's like saying, I'm not going to date someone who's bi, or I'm not going right. to date someone who is a certain or religion black. or yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and I, and I've said this before, and I know this is one of the most controversial things that I've ever said, because every time I mention it, it gets, people get mad on TikTok, people get mad on Facebook or whatever. But like, if, if you say, for example, I'm a white person who will not date black people, <gasps> that is, that is systemic racism. I'm not saying you're racist. I'm saying that that's inherently built in prejudice, because what you're saying is that you don't want to date people who have certain black stereotypes because I can tell you, you haven't seen every black person in the entire world, so you don't know that you're not attracted to all black people. It's a, it's a, a completely irrational thought process, but it's built from systemic stereotypes. So it's something that, that you really need to unpack sometimes. So sometimes looking at your type can, and it's something like if you want to date someone who's bi or pan, that is like, okay, why? What is where, where is the phobia coming from? And it's it's usually based out of some type of irrational bias. And so unpacking that is very important and, and trying to like break it down to the basic elements and realizing, oh, this has no basis in actual reality or rational thinking. It, it is. It is so true, though, of I'm just afraid of what I'm not used to. So I'm going to say, oh, well, I'm not attracted to that. Right. I mean, I, I used to say that. I was like, yeah, I just don't find black women attractive. Wasn't my thing. And I and I I say that. And it's funny because I have this distinct memory of being going to summer camp when I was probably like 14 or 15. And there was a girl named Nicole who I was madly in love with. And we were holding hands by the end of camp. And I feel like we kissed a few times and she was black and like, and it was like amazing. But then as an adult, somehow I'm like, yeah, I just don't, I don't find, you know, I don't find black women attractive. I'm like, where did that come from? That came from like just systemic prejudice. That's just like me be like completely prejudicial, especially fucking contra like contradicting myself from when I was a teenager. And I was like, so obviously it has no basis in reality yeah. and being able to not get defensive about it and be able to step back and say, Oh shit, I need to work on that about myself. I need to be a better, a better person. I need to really think about why I say and do these things can really help and make a difference. And that can maybe help you find a better type as well. Well, that's the thing too, is it's not always about whether black, white, trans, pan, whatever the case may be. It's the person that you're dating. 
Like, do you click with that person that you're on a date exactly. with? Exactly. Do you like them for them? Like a lot of that other shit doesn't fucking what your friends think, what you've you what you used to date, what like whatever doesn't really matter. And I, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, and and like if you ever thought to yourself, well, my friends are going to think that it's weird that I'm dating this person because they're not my usual type. That might end up being a good thing, you know. And so you have to really kind of expand your horizons if you find yourself in failed dating over and over and over again, and they all have the same common denominators. It's time to time to mix it up. Bro, Adam, can you believe I said I didn't groundhog when I said I used to only I my type was Asian men? Well, and I yeah, I, I knew I that, and and I and I was just not like I wasn't going to say anything. But I about literally that part. like forgot that like that was something I used to like. I was thinking about all the other men in Nashville I dated that like it did not even cross my mind that I guess for a period of time I was really like relationship wise only seriously dating Asian men. That didn't re- like I didn't really think about that because yeah. I was just thinking about the past like four years or so where like a lot of it was like all, yeah, you, all you over started the board. to expand your horizons uh, yeah. yeah over the last uh, last few years but yes that was kind of your thing I didn't th- I, like you looked at me weird and I didn't think anything of it because I was like no like I really didn't like I honestly did not think and then you just when we started talking about just race and stuff I was like oh shit never mind. <laughs> Right, right. Although I'm going to say that I don't think it was the Asian aspect of the type that was the problematic thing, you know. That, that, that oh, no. Yeah, still, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that was not yeah. the problematic thing at all. No. No. It was still their personality aspects right, and yes, things like yes. that that were toxic. Of course. So, uh, so yeah. So if you find yourself in the same circle of Groundhog Day over and over again and, uh, you know, then it's time to, you know, maybe try to shift up your type. And that's, that's the biggest takeaway is that maybe it's it's time to really assess why. And, and, you know, what, what are these little elements that maybe you can change and just try, try expanding your horizons, see what happens. Try to, try to put that poop back up there, you know, and just Why see what happens. You got to go to that. <laughs> oh my God. I thought we were done with that too. I Adam. felt like that just t- that wrapped it up nicely, Not nicely to start, at all. start no. talking about poop. And then now we're, we, we end with poop, you know, it just, it seems like it's a good, good way to, to wrap it up. Well, if you don't think we are absolute shit. Please give Ooh, us look at that. a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And don't forget to please let Adam know how terrible that joke was on our DKS hotline, yeah. which is 407-519-0181. And we'd love to hear uh, have you join our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash DKS podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Dating Kind of Sucks. And, uh, of course, you can go see that nude of Sarah on Patreon That's at patreon.com no. slash DKS podcast. but not a thing on our Patreon. <laughs> for, yeah. for $5 a month, you're not getting to see a Sarah nude. I'm sorry. It's just, it's, it's <laughs> not gonna I'll put I'll put an evitable nude up there. That'll, we'll do that for $5 a month, but not a Sarah one. I don't one. think no, anyone would want to join for either I know we'd names. lose patrons yeah. at that point, mm-hmm. but, yeah. But uh, you can join us to support us. We'd love your support for $5 a month at patreon.com slash DKS podcast. And with that, wait, is that all you're going to say? You're not going to talk about any of the other things we have to. I just blanked out after you started talking about nudes. <laughs> so I said, I hope he's done because I'm done talking about that again. That also, follow, follow us on our individual Instagrams. Why don't you follow us on our personal TikToks? Uh, Sarah's is simply Sarah G underscore. My TikTok is Adam Avitable. We'd love to see you on there as well. And uh, with that, thank you. Please. Yes. Like, with that, we're going to. <laughs> Yeah, we will be back uh, in, uh, in, a, in two weeks with a brand new episode. Until next time. Whether you're 
Married or single or poly or ace Or hanging out with swingers back at your place Listen to us as we get no fuck On Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks Trying and trying and having no luck Because we all know Dating kinda sucks Sarah and Adam are two of a kind He says stupid shit and she doesn't mind They're not doing this show to make any bucks Life is a chicken whose feathers they pluck Why does it work? Well here is the crux They both know Dating kinda sucks Dating kinda sucks